In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Queen of Heaven, rejoice, Alleluia. For he whom you did merit to bear, Alleluia, is risen, as he said, Alleluia. Pray for us to God, Alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary, Alleluia. For the Lord has truly risen, Alleluia. The following is a reading from St. Louis Marie de Montfort's True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin. Chapter 5 the motives which should recommend this devotion to us. Article 3. This devotion obtains for us the favors of Our Lady. Number 1. Mary gives herself to her slave of love. Third motive. The most blessed virgin, who is a mother of gentleness and mercy, and who never allows herself to be outdone in love and liberality, seeing that a soul gives itself entirely to her to honor and serve her, stripping itself of all it holds dear in order to adorn her, gives herself completely and in an ineffable manner to him who gives all to her. She causes him to be engulfed in the abyss of her graces. She adorns him with her merits. She upholds him with her power. She enlightens him with her radiance. She inflames him with her love. She communicates to him her virtues, her humility, her faith, her purity, etc., She makes herself his surety, his supplement, and his very all with Jesus. In short, as he who is consecrated to Mary is all her own, so is she all his own, so that we can say of this perfect servant and child of Mary what St. John the Evangelist said of himself, that he took the Blessed Virgin unto his own. Echepit ern, discipulus in sua. John 19.27 This produces in his soul, if he be faithful, a great distrust, contempt, and hatred of self, together with great confidence and self-abandonment to the Blessed Virgin, his good mistress. He no longer as before relies on his own dispositions, intentions, merits, virtues, and good works, for as he has sacrificed them completely to Jesus through this gentle mother, he has now but one storehouse where all his treasures are laid up. It is no longer in himself for his treasury is Mary. This makes him approach our Lord without servile or scrupulous fear and pray to him with much confidence. It makes him share the feelings of the devout and learned abbot Rupert, who, alluding to the victory that Jacob gained over the angel, Genesis 32-24, spoke to our Blessed Lady these beautiful words, O Mary, my princess, immaculate mother of the incarnate God, Jesus Christ, I desire to wrestle with this man, the divine word, armed not with my own merits, but with thine. O Domina Dei Genitrix Maria, et incorrupta, Mater Dei et hominis, non meis sed tuis armatus mentis, cum isto viro, scilicet verbo Dei, luctari cupio. Oh, how strong and mighty are we, that Jesus Christ, when armed with the merits and intercession, of the worthy Mother of God, who, as St. Augustine said, has lovingly vanquished the Most High. Number two, Mary purifies our good works, beautifies them, and makes them acceptable to her Son. Since by this devotion we give our Lord, by the hands of his Holy Mother, all our good works, this loving mistress cleanses them and beautifies them and makes them acceptable to her Son. She purifies them of all that stain of self-love and imperceptible attachment to creatures, 
which slips unnoticed into even our best actions. Immediately they have reached her most pure and fruitful hands, these same hands which have never known stain or idleness, and which purify all they touch, removed from the gift made to her all that is tainted and imperfect. She beautifies them by adorning them with her own merits and virtues. It is as if a present, desirous of gaining the friendship and benevolence of a king, were to go to the queen and present her with an apple, his whole revenue, that she might offer it to the king. The queen, having accepted the little offering from the peasant, would place the apple on a large and beautiful dish of gold, and thus present it to the king on behalf of the peasant. Then the apple, although unworthy of itself to be offered to the king, would become at present worthy of his majesty, because of the dish of gold on which it lies, and because of the person who presented it. She presents our good works to Jesus Christ, for she does not keep for herself, as if she were the last end, anything that is offered to her. She forwards all faithfully to Jesus. If we give to her, we necessarily give to Jesus. If we praise and glorify her, she at once praises and glorifies Jesus. As of old, when St. Elizabeth praised her, so now, when we praise and bless her, she sings, Magnificat anima mea dominum. My soul doth magnify the Lord. Luke 1.46 However poor and wretched a present our good works may be for the holy of holies and king of kings, she makes them acceptable to Jesus. When by ourselves, in relying on our own merits and dispositions, we present something to Jesus, he examines it and frequently rejects it because of stains of self-love, just as he once rejected the sacrifices of the Jews, full as they were of self-will. But when we present him anything by the pure and virginal hands of his well-beloved, we take him by his weak point, if I can make use of such an expression. He considers not so much the gift as the gentle mother who presents it. He notices not so much whence it comes as by whom it comes. Thus Mary never rejected, always well received by her son, induces him to receive favorably anything she offers, be it great or small. It is sufficient that Mary presents something for Jesus to receive and accept it. This is the sound advice given by St. Bernard to those whom he was leading to perfection. When you wish to offer something to God, unless you want it to be rejected, take care to offer it through the most pleasing and worthy hands of Mary. Modicum quid offere desideras manibus Mariae offerendum tradere cura sinon vis sustinere Repulsum. Does not nature itself, as we have seen, suggest this mode of procedure to the little of this world with regard to the great? Why should not grace lead us to do the same thing with regard to God, who is infinitely exalted above us, and before whom we are less than atoms, especially as we have an advocate so powerful that she has never refused, so industrious that she knows all the secrets for gaining the heart of God, so kind and loving that she repels no one, however little and wicked he might be. I shall speak further on of the true figure of these truths in the story of Jacob and Rebekah. In nomine Patris et Filii Spiritus Sancti. Amen.